Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Unstoppable. I am Kerwin Ray, your host, and today we talk all things high performance with Sophie Guidelin. Let me ask you a question. How does someone go from hating exercise to becoming an IFBB professional athlete who holds four national titles? Well, let me tell you, in this episode of Unstoppable, we're going to go deep into the world of bodybuilding competitions, kids, sport, life, performance, competition, and even being a parent, and also a little bit of nutrition thrown in there as well. And for your kids, don't leave them out. Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great honor and a pleasure to welcome to Unstoppable in the new studio, Sophie Guidolin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in. And we've just established that your name is Guidolin. Correct. Uh, not Guidolin, not Gwendolyn, Guidolin. And uh, you don't know who the original Guido is, so we're going to have to I pull don't. a soundbite of that out louder. My name is Guido Hetsis. No doubt you have heard of me, all right? So first of all, wake him, uh, wake him and welcome to Unstoppable. <laughs> Thank you. Great to have you here. Uh, now, for those people who perhaps don't know who you are, why don't you give us like the 15-second snippet <laughs> of, uh, of Sophie and, and uh, yeah, your claim to fame. <laughs> I don't know whether about claim to fame, but... Not at all. You're an incredible in your own right. Thank you. Um, I'm 29. I am currently living on the New South Wales coastline with my four children and husband. I own a gym. I'm somewhat a fitness model. I'm an IFBB pro and I write recipe books. Yeah, right. IFBB Pro. Yeah. Now, something that some people may not know about, I actually used to be an IFBB competitor. Stop it! Yes. I uh, I was a bodybuilding competitor from the age of 15 until 19. No way! I was. A state title holder. I uh, won the nationals. Didn't actually win IFBB nationals, won um, ABF nationals. Uh, but yeah, that's something a lot of people don't know. Wow! I that's know, cool. Right? So people hear me talking about intermittent fasting. I say, stay the fuck in your own lane. I say, dude, it actually used to be my lane, I swear. That's so cool. So 15. From 15. 15 was my first comp. Started training at 13. Wow. Uh, 15 was my first comp. And uh, yeah, my last comp was um, almost 19. That's huge. Yeah. I was actually, and I was actually pretty big at the time. Yeah. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, look, I know you've got a really interesting story because you kind of became not only an accidental fitness model, accidental IFBB pro, but even an accidental entrepreneur. Yeah, 100%. I guess, yeah, it just kind of <laughs> fell in my lap and I've rolled with it and really worked really hard to get where I am. And yeah, yeah. So, let's maybe start back at the beginning. So, uh, you were born in Adelaide? I was. So um, McLaren Vale. Yep. McLaren Vale. Yeah, so my parents own a winery. You stop it. Not kidding. Wow. I bet you had a line of men and like <laughs> lining up to propose to you from the age of 15. <laughs> My father, yeah, what's that old song? My father owns a brewery. No, you guys probably wouldn't know. No, carry on. But it's funny because every time somebody hears that, they're like, oh, you must love wine. I don't drink. Wow. I do not like wine. And my parents really wanted me to be, like to be a winemaker. So from the age of around eight, they would water down wine so that my palate could become <laughs> accustomed to it. And wow. still, when I go home, my mum walks me around the vineyard, makes me try the grapes, and they all taste exactly the same. Wow. So you've so, been drinking since the age of eight? What can I say? So, child abuse. <laughs> Thanks, parents. Tick, Thanks, Mum. Uh, well, I'm, I'm surprised you're not an alcoholic. We're like an IFBB pro. That's I incredible. Know. No. And so, you grew up on a winery. Yeah, yeah. In the hills of McLaren Vale? Well, not quite the hills, but Silver okay. Sands. So, more coastal beach line along there. And so, normal childhood. Beautiful. Yeah. Grew up riding motorbikes. Very much a tomboy. Yeah, right. Um, so, you're a country girl at heart. I'm a, well, so I still am. You should have seen me trying to get here. 
So what, on your horse or? Well, I pretty much couldn't get an Uber. No taxis would stop for me. All these people kept trying to help me. Don't they know who they think you are? No, <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> get anywhere. Um, so yes, very much a country girl. Um, now growing up, my family are very into extreme sports, more nice. um, snowboarding, surfing, windsurfing, stand-up paddleboarding, boats, everything that I guess is not in the normal realm of basketball, football, that type of thing. Wow. So you grew up with parents that were into extreme sports and alcohol. What a combination. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great mix. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm surprised you're not a Red Bull professional athlete, let alone IFBB Pro. But in all of that, I would sit in the car and I would read books. Really? So I'm like the black sheep of the whole family. Um, Bit of a bookworm? Yeah, just I, I don't love the water. I, I snowboard. I like to snowboard, but I'm not really into yeah, water or anything like that. Okay. And um, they all are, everybody. So I've got two older brothers as well. Yeah. They surf. I would wake up at 5 a.m. so that they could all go for their dawny and I would sit in the car and read books. Is that right? <laughs> so when you say you're into books, what kind of books are you into? Oh, everything that I could get my hands onto. Um, yeah, everything that I could get my hands onto because I just did not want to go surfing. Okay. So I was definitely like the black sheep of the family in First regards job. to sport. Uh, retail, make, well, actually making coffees. Okay. So it was across the road from where I did ballet and it was very early. I was 12. And my mum said, for every dollar you earn, I'll give you a dollar. Nice. And I worked every weekend from the age of 12 and went from job to job. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so at what, at what point did you, um, should I say escape Adelaide, get out of Adelaide, <laughs> move from Adelaide? Well, do, do you know you what? I would it? probably move back to Adelaide. So as oh, my, wow. I love Adelaide, but, um, so growing up, my mum would sign me notes to say that I didn't have to do sport at school because I just hated it so much. <laughs> like I was such a princess, didn't like the feeling of sweat or exercise or yeah, wow. even any sort of pushing myself. I didn't want to do. And my mum just was. Didn't like pain. Didn't, didn't like sweat. Well, yeah, didn't want to do anything. So you were a bit of a princess. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I'm very un- – I'm not competitive, okay. which also a lot of people find interesting because I guess the field that I'm in, I literally stand on stage competing against girls. Yeah. So that kind of blows people's minds that I'm not competitive. Um, but I just – as soon as somebody tries to compete with me, I will give it to them and walk away because I wow. hate competition. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So at what point did you discover that you, uh, that you liked to exercise or that you wanted to exercise? How did we get to the – Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Fast, right. fast forward. Um. So I got married, yep. and then I had my first. How old were you when you got married? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Yep. Fun. Like a country girl. Yeah. Fun. Um. So I got married when I was eighteen. I had my first baby at eighteen. Wow. Yes. Is that why you got married? No, not necessarily. Okay. He was in the army. Okay. And um, he was relocating to Wagga Wagga. Okay. Yeah. So it seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably not. Paper but scissors rock. Yep. So I did it. <laughs> um. And yeah, we moved to Wagga Wagga, and he actually got deployed overseas. So I had my first baby. Um, he went overseas and I was based in Wagga Wagga. So I had no family, no wow. friends. Um, and I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes with him. Wow. He turned out to be a 10 pound two monster of wow. a baby. Um, and I somehow went back for it again. Four months later, I was pregnant and I I knew obviously I could fall pregnant. I'm not silly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had my second baby straight away. So it was basically one bad pregnancy to another bad pregnancy. And the doctor said to me, look, you really need to look at your diet. You need to look at what you're doing. Were you overweight at this point? Were I you- had put on 32 kilos. Holy shit. So I was really unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, like a, a typical day of diet for me was chocolate milk, maggi noodles, really bad. Like no nutritious food in any way, shape or form. And I guess for me, it was a way of 
comfort eating and coping with what I was kind of dealing with. The fact yeah. I had two babies and my husband was in Afghanistan yeah, right. um, and that that was my life. So they said to me, look, you need to start exercising. So when I was pregnant with my second baby, I started walking with the pram and then I had a second baby and neither of them would sleep. So I started walking with two of them in the pram and then I really started to actually enjoy the feeling of getting out of the house and what exercise was doing for me. And I signed up to a gym, which again, I didn't know what to do. And I was so intimidated. So I would stick on the treadmill and I would just walk and just watch everybody. And then one day, so then my husband and I broke up. I couldn't do yeah. what was currently happening and him being it so was tough. far away. It would have been so very tough. Hard. I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. so hard. And so I went to a gym and a trainer came up to me and was like, I, I would like to train you um, free of charge if you compete. And I was like, no, thank you. Very lovely offer. I would love to know how to use the equipment, but no, that's not for me. It's not something that I want to do. And I guess he knew that I would eventually fall in love with training. Um, so he kept persisting and eventually I was training with him. And it wasn't very long between that period, maybe six months before I went on and competed for the first time. And that first season, I did six competitions in six federations and won every one. That's a lot of competition. Yeah. <laughs> Over what period of time? Three months. Wow. It was like back to back to back to back. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you would have been dieting easily for six months at this point. Yeah. And I suppose that was in 2012. So okay. that's so six years ago. Um, and since then, I guess I've had so many different approaches to nutrition and comp prep. And um, I've gone through a, about it a really bad way, really great way. And I guess there's no right or wrong, but it's what works for you and what yeah, what you can do with your body. So what eventually flipped the switch for you to going to the gym and going, look, I just want to be healthy. You yeah. know, I've got gestational diabetes. I need to I need to drop some weight. I've put on 32 kilos whilst having babies. Yeah. And then all the next thing you know, you know, you're on stage in a teeny weeny, it's a bikini. Exactly. Well, do you know my mindset as well? Like when I first fell pregnant with my first son, in my head I kind of had thought – I'm never going to be in a bikini ever again because that's what happens wow. when you fall pregnant. Like, yeah, there's no point in me even trying to stay in shape. I don't, I don't, I'm never going to be able to put a bikini on. So what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Um, and I wish that I had known back then what I knew now in my very first pregnancy that I could have been able to stay as fit and healthy throughout my pregnancies to yeah, be able right. to achieve. Yeah. But it is what it is, and that's the learning curve, I guess. We take. and I guess this is where it's interesting because then you got to, you got the opportunity to do it over two more times because you've had two more kids since then. <laughs> They're twins. Oh. In my defence. <laughs> oh, that's that's cheating. That's it cheating. Is, it is, but in a very difficult way. Okay, so and, and so, did you do things differently with your third? Oh pregnancy? yes. Okay. So um, I was single throughout that period. Um, I fell in love with training. I fell in love with what my body could actually do um, and just focused on myself. I was studying. I was working two jobs. Um, and then I was flown up to the Gold Coast for a photo shoot for Oxygen Magazine. And it was my first ever fitness photo shoot. And I walked into the gym and there was this man working behind the counter and he was the manager of the gym. Fast forward, we got married. And yeah, and then um, <laughs> and he really, really wanted kids. And I was like, I've had a really bad experience. Probably don't want to go back there. And he was like, look, I just want to. And I was like, oh, I'll give you one. So we set it on one. We had the twins. He wins. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we've got yeah two boys, which are 10 and 11, and then three-year-old twin girls. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the twins' pregnancy was so insane. I have this photo that I put up of the exact same gestation with one of the boys versus yep. the twins. And it is just, 
my stomach with the boys was huge. Not that that's the, the um, differentiating figure of what health is when you're pregnant. Yep. But for me, I knew how I felt at that point versus with the twins. Right. My pregnancy with the twins was amazing. I was squatting the whole way through. I was training the whole way through. I was fine. It was I had no gestational diabetes and they were born healthy, full term, great. As twins, yeah, which right. is yeah, all the doctors said to me: thirty-two weeks, you'll be they'll be preemie. You'll be in hospital for months. You will not go full term. Wow, they were fine. Yeah, and so the gestational diabetes resolved itself through good health and nutrition. Nutrition, yeah, yep. right, yeah, and yeah. Everybody online kept slamming me, and even though even after they were born, media outlets were still reporting on how dangerous it was that I was exercising when I was pregnant with them, and I was like, I've had healthy babies. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, love the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah they right. like they do like. To so something I noticed you said before, you said it a couple of times now, actually, I also read it in your bio, um, was you fell in love with exercise. You fell in love with training. Yeah. What was the what was the moment? What was the thing? What was the perspective? What shifted that enabled you? Because the reason I ask is there's got to be a lot of people out there. And I'm not just talking to the women in the world. I'm talking to the men as well. They know they have to exercise, but they fucking hate it. Oh. You know, they get in the gym. Which was me. Yeah. No, I get like, that. And you were like the extreme. You oh. hated to sweat, didn't like pain, didn't like to push yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I know there are a lot of other people, people who will be listening to this going, I can totally relate. They go yeah. to the gym and it's like, oh my God, it's so much easier just to exercise my mouth than yeah. it is to exercise my body. So I'll yeah. just talk to everybody and use it as a social exercise rather than a physical one. So what changed for you? And do you remember, was it a week? Or was it a day, a moment where all of a sudden something started to shift? I almost feel like the routine <clears throat> that I had established with myself had made me feel so much healthier and happier. So at the first point in time when I was actually starting my weight training, I would drop my boys off at childcare. I would go past the gym every morning. Then I would go to work. And that routine established me and set me up for my whole day. And still now, six years later, that's my routine. Yeah, right. So I dropped the boys off at school. Well, I train in the morning, come home, drop the boys off at school, go to work. So every morning is my time. Um, And I also feel like as a mum, it's very rare that I get my own time. Um, As a business owner and a mum, it's even more rare that I'm even alone for five minutes. So allowing me that hour a day to be able to exercise with no one around me is just Oh, I, I, it's the difference between a good day and a bad day for me. And what's really interesting is you're in incredible shape and I've seen some of the photos uh, and you maintain a lot of that shape year round. Year round. Year, and that's, that's, a, that's, part, that's a huge thing for me because I see a lot of girls who blow on, out. Off, on, off. On, off. I don't do well, that. Well, that was the standard, like back, yeah. in, back in the day, in the yeah. olden days when I was a bodybuilder, uh, when we rode horses to our competition, <laughs> um, I actually had a pony, we couldn't afford a horse. Don't care. Um, but um, yeah, that was, a, that was the routine. Off season, yeah. you get fat. And that's... And and I yeah. still feel like there's a lot of girls who reach out to me and say, do you bulk? And I'm like, look at the six years of history. I would never, purely because I would rather feel good about myself 365 days a year than yeah. one day on stage. I wouldn't do it. I just would not compete. And I'm always one to two kilos max out of my competition shape. Wow. And I like the fact that- But it'd be so less stressful on your body for competition. See, I, I agree. So much easier to drum, so much easier also for my, um, like a, a commercial perspective, because obviously I'm going to assume you've got- um, Sponsors, I do, yes. And they want, obviously, you know, they want you to do a photo shoot or, or, or a shoot. But not only that, also about myself. Yeah. Because I know, like, even when it's that Good time call. of the month and I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, but I know that it's just going to be a week. Oh, but look at that, that 200 grams oh. sitting on my abdomen right now. It's disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I had to live like that for a good three months, yeah. I don't think mentally I would be 
okay about it because I love when I'm fit and I'm healthy and I'm strong and I'm happy and my clothes fit. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that that would be great for me personally. So with your profile, you know, I know you, you get a lot of media attention, you get a lot of attention online. Like what is it you're most passionate about sharing with the rest of the world? It's probably kids nutrition. Yeah. Right. Um, so my first ever, so when I first started in, I guess the business that I'm in of making recipes, I never really knew where I was going with it. Okay. Um, so I had my two boys and I was at home and I loved to cook for them. And they both had just started kindergarten. And basically I got this letter home from school and it was what they were allowed to eat. Yeah, right. And um, when I first started my Facebook page, I posted that actual document, but it got taken down. But I wish that I could still have that document. Because Why did it get taken down? I don't think the kindergarten was that happy at me. Yeah, right. Okay. It actually said a white bread sandwich with jam or Vegemite. Um, <gasps> oh, oh so, my but God. still, but it, like, I lose it was. My noodle. Well, I was just like, I sent them to school one day with pancakes, and the pancakes were like quinoa pancakes, and they had no additives, no sugar, no nothing in them. And the like it was right and he he wasn't allowed to eat for the day and when I picked him up I got this letter and it was a red mark like it was basically like a you're a bad mum you can't bring these to school your child can't have pancakes for lunch <laughs> and then I explained that they're actually quinoa pancakes there's no additives there's no sugar in them blah 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 and she said to me oh well we're a nut free kindergarten I said well quinoa's not a nut <laughs> and I had this full-on discussion with this wow. kindergarten teacher and basically she just said to me I told you no more pancakes don't bring them in and I was like okay all right Next day, I would bring muffins. No muffins. I'm like, okay, what can he eat? And it was just this constant battle, I guess, of trying to educate others that what my children were eating was actually more healthy than the white bread sandwich that they really wanted them to eat. Yeah. Um, and then that's where I kind of other, – other parents were looking at what I was eating um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to put on my Instagram everything that they're taking to school and I would put it up. And I would hand write all of my recipes and put it into a folder. So I had this big folder full of recipes. And then everybody was asking me for these recipes. So I was like, okay. So then I hand typed them and I made a PDF. And this PDF is what I originally just sent out. And I sent it out for free because I wanted to help others. And I just kept sending it. And then my two jobs plus my study, I was doing this on the side. And I was like, I'm just going to charge $9.95 for this. And then people were like, oh, what does it look like when it's made? So my mum's a photographer and I said to my mum, mum, come come and take some photos. So my mum took the photos. My best friend at the time, I paid her $200 as a graphic designer to put this PDF together and I sold it for $9.95 and that's how it, it all started. Up. Yeah, and we sold 5,000 copies with pre-sale. <laughs> so it was, it was a bit of a yeah, yeah insane right. moment that people – liked the food that I was cooking, but I'm very much a But feeder. this was specifically targeted towards kids. Um, Eat Clean was with it? Lean was everything. Right. And I wanted it to be everything. I wanted it to be a food Bible. Yeah. It had baked goods. It had breakfast. It had smoothies. It had snacks. It had everything that you could possibly ask for. But I feel like it was different because every single recipe was created by me. Yeah. Everything was like um, styled by me, shot by my mum, and it was so rookie. And I love it and I yeah. still love it. And that's how we created another five of my recipe books in that exact same format with my mum shooting the recipes, me styling them and the house becoming a cooking kitchen. And so this has really become your commercial venture. Yeah. Like writing recipe books. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love it. I, but I love food. Like 
I love food. Like if you walked into my house, you'd have food in front of your plate within two minutes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to take that as an invite. <laughs> You're a feeder. I'm a feeder. Oh, my God. Do you have a, have you got a sister by any chance? No, no sisters. No sisters. Two brothers if you're interested. No, Whoa, Timmy is. <laughs> okay, cool. So kids need to – and again, I suppose this is where, you know – uh, this is quite timely because myself and my ex-wife, we co-parent our son. Yeah. You know, where we try to be wherever possible, you know, sugar-free yeah. or processed sugar-free, um, gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, as paleo as possible. And um, and he loves it. He thrives on, on the environment. What's interesting is when you see teachers and other parents and how they respond to it. Yes. And Ryder, originally as well, he's got really bad psoriasis. Yeah, right. And the link between psoriasis and autoimmune disease and gut health is huge. Yeah. And every time I would go to a dermatologist, they would say to me that nutrition and diet has no role in psoriasis. So he's going to have to live with it. So I pulled every bit of dairy out of his diet and it like just completely, completely changed. And I went back to them and I was like, well, look. And they said, it's a coincidence. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. So, yeah, it's it's huge. And I still feel like there's a massive, massive gap in that market that they don't look at alternate options. Yeah. And how important, I guess, food actually is as a preventative medication form. I, and I think that's the, that's the medical community at large. Oh, 100%. And, you know, they're very fixed in their mindset of what can be done, what's possible, what's not possible. So I'm curious, so what's next for you? Like you've, you've done all these recipe books, you're transforming the, 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 you know, the worlds of nutrition, not just for mothers around the world, but also their kids. What, what's next for you? So when I was studying at night time, I was studying to be a personal trainer. So that was okay. in 2012. Right. Um, and I only did that because I wanted to have confidence that when I walked into a gym I knew what to do without people laughing and I guess that's such a big thing for a lot of people that contact me is that they're scared right they want to be able to go into a gym and they want to be able to train but they don't know how they don't know where to start and they're scared that people will laugh at them which breaks my heart because that's what a gym's there for yeah right. um but I wanted to be able to know how to exercise correctly for my own method yeah um and I created the bod with my husband, Nathan. So we have yep. a men's version and a female's version. Right. And for the last 18 months, we have been working so hard to get our app developed. Um, so that's launching in this year, 2019. Okay. So we're really excited for that. So the bod. The bod. And so what's that about? Tell us more about that. Okay. So the bod is basically, again, I'm one of those people that I don't want to give you a little bit of the pitch. I want to give you everything yep. and I want you to just run with it. So the bod has everything from training program. Okay. All of the exercises and how to perform them, nutrition plan, as well as flexible dieting so that you can customise it to your own body and shape and muscle mass and everything, as well as dietary preferences and 12 weeks of meal plans for every single recipe for those meal plans. Yeah, right. And there's three levels. So depending on whether you're a starter, whether you've been to the gym before, whether you're a more advanced pro athlete. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Now looking at your credentials as an athlete, so you've been a, an IFBB pro for how long now? Uh, a year. <laughs> One year, but you've won like six different competitions? Yeah, so six federations. Six federations. So I started off with IMBA um, yep. and I'm a natural athlete. Okay. Um, and I feel like a lot of people associate IFBB with maybe not. Yep. Um, and I guess the reason that I wanted to do IFBB is because it's, to me, the most prestigious and elite. Um, it's got the biggest brand of has. competition, yeah. And I didn't want to sell myself short in the fact that I didn't want anyone to be able to turn around to me and say, well, you won because you competed in that or yeah, right. you were competing against that. Um, and I didn't enter any mummy divisions or anything like that. It was just I was going up against the 21-year-olds with those perky booties and 
that was I didn't care if I didn't ever do any well as long yeah. as I didn't look out of place. Yeah, right. That was my big thing. So you've only been competing for a year. No, no, no. I've, I've been competing since 2012. Right, but I, gotcha. I, I turned pro in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. okay. So you've been competing since 2012. It took me a long, hard slog to turn pro. My God. I was going to say. like, Oh, I yeah. grinded for that so long. <laughs> so how long did it take you to turn pro? Six years. Six years? Six years. Competing every year? Um, Every year except for when I had the twins. Okay. And I went back after not even 12 months and I won the nationals at Arnold's that year right. after having the twins. Okay. So you've been competing every year since 2012? Except for the year. Except you had your I don't think pregnancy? They do, I don't think they do a pregnancy division. Can you imagine? Like, um, I would, I would your still do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, so how many times a year do you compete? Are you still competing across all, all federations every year? No. So with IFBB, you're only allowed to compete um, quite exclusive. exclusive. Yep. yep. So after that first season, I did I did IMBA, I did WBF, um, not WBFF, WMBF. WBFF yep. wasn't around back then. Um, IFPP, NABBA. Yep. I did six federations. Okay. And then IFBB was the last one that I did. Okay. And basically they said to me that if you want to stick with IFBB, then you stick with them. Yep. Um, if you went off and did another one, you can't come back type thing. Yeah, right. So I stuck with IFBB and okay. I've continuously done it now. And how long did it take you to gain your pro card? Six years. Six years. And so you've been a pro now for a year. Yeah. And so when's your next comp? So my first pro debut was three weeks after I turned pro. Yeah, right. No pressure. I know. Um, and I was just so proud. It was in Pittsburgh and yeah. I went over to Pittsburgh and yeah, got on stage and I was so proud that I I got a call out and I didn't look out of place. And I think for me, the biggest thing was, is that in my mind, the pros were always a lot bigger in my head. Yeah. And then I stood next to them and I was probably more muscly than what they were, yeah, which right. was a huge thing for me because I think everybody's perception of somebody is obviously going to be different. I know that when people meet me, they're like, you're tiny. Why are you <laughs> expecting me to be this big bodybuilder? I, yeah, I think that in my head they were going to be these big girls and they were just tiny little petite and it made me yeah feel so much better. Um, so this season coming up, which is March, yep. I'm sitting it out for the first time. Right. I'm turning 30 and I'm not competing, which I it's killing me. How do you feel about turning 30? Uh, it's probably about a midlife crisis point. Why do people say that? I don't know. Why, damn it? Like know. 30 is the new 20, 44 is the new 25, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I've never been an aged age person. Obviously, yep. I had I had babies at eighteen, so I've been like living a forty year old's life since I was eighteen, <laughs> and I'm totally okay with yeah, that. Yeah, right. Get it's it out of the way. Well, pretty yeah. much because yeah, now I have an eleven year old, which blows my mind. No kidding. So yeah, I don't know. Thirties just. I thought that it would be. I'd have it all together. Yeah. And. It's yeah. You know, it's just I, I I can't believe I'm thirty. It's like it's not a midlife crisis. It's just a little one. A, mid, a, a quarter life crisis. <laughs> yes. Thirty is not mid. Let's be so honest. So I'm sitting out next season, but I'm hoping okay. that at the end. Which and will so, be what's the goal for sitting out next season? What what what's that about? Um, the exact weekend. You're bulking up, or well, <laughs> the exact weekend that I wanted or have would have had to have competed. At yeah. is my thirtieth, and I had already booked Bali for a week with my whole family. Oh, you can't not do that. So yeah. I know, but um, yeah, they released the dates like three weeks after I'd already booked, and we've got a whole resort booked for my thirtieth, okay. and so I thought no. you don't lose your pro card for sitting out for a year, do? You? No, no, I don't. No, okay. <laughs> Hope not. After six years, <laughs> yeah, after six years of growing, that oh. would be heartbreaking to do that. <laughs> and um, so look, uh, what is the biggest question that you get asked by women online? How did I get where I am today? Yep. How uh, how do I get my body? Yep. Do I bulk? Um, 
how often do I exercise? And I think that's a massive misconception yep. is that a lot of people think that I must train all day long um, or that I have personal trainers all day long. And for me, I don't. I'm going to take a punt. You only train an hour a day. Yeah. And I'm going to assume you're training six days a week. Nope. You train seven days a week. Nope. You train five days a week. Yeah. There we go. I knew if I kept going, I'd find it. <laughs> Three, two. two. <laughs> so you train five days a week. You only train an hour a day. Yep. Plus you're managing four kids. Yep. Um, to maintain the level that you are at year round, you know, it reminds me of an old saying that one of my trainers said to me, he says, Kerwin, you'll never out-train a bad diet. So I'm going to assume 80% of your work is actually done out of the gym. Is that a fair assumption? 100%. Yeah, right. Um, for me, I love food, but I follow a flexible dieting sort of plan, I guess. Okay. So for me, I've got my macros and some macronutrients that I stick to every day. And you a calorie counter? Uh, well, it's not calories, it's macros. Yep. So often the calories are complete. Are you a macro counter? I'm a macro counter. <laughs> okay. I confess. Um, which, to, which uh, if you said to me three or four years ago, if you were to count macros, this is how your body would look, I would have said no way. Um, and a lot of people get over obsessive about it and it's not for them and I fully get that. Yep. Um, and it, it can become a, an obsession and it's like I've got to weigh this, I've got to have this. But for me it's so easy now that it takes me five minutes a day. I can still eat out, I can still have meals with my family and that was my biggest thing that if I competed again after I had the twins – I didn't want my family life to suffer. Yep. Um, and with my first competitions, my I was on the I was on the treadmill two hours a day. I couldn't. I was eating chicken and greens and not much else. Um, and it was just a lot of time spent training, and I didn't want to do that. So I don't do any cardio now either. Wow. Which a, a lot of people. Yeah. That's the reaction to most people, and I almost feel like a lot of people think that I'm maybe lying. Yep. Um, which is not the case. But when I first, yeah, first had the twins, I was on 900 calories. Two hours a day of cardio and slowly reversed my body back up. Shiver me timbers. Yeah. Versus now? Three and a half thousand calories, no yeah. cardio. You do three and a half thousand calories a day? Yeah. Proud? Hey, told you I like my intimidated. food. I like I'm my intimidated. I'm intimidated. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you train five times a week for one hour a day. And only strength training. So like I have, I do, I do legs three days a week and obviously okay. like for me and my body, my weaknesses are my bum and my shoulders. Okay. So I just focus on yeah, my squats, my deadlifts, hip thrusts, yeah, right. shoulder exercises. Three and a half thousand calories a day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Wow. Except for non-training how come days. I, how, how, how come I can't eat three and a half calories and be that, that, that petite? <laughs> Except for training days when you. And I would take it down to two, eight. Okay. So Wednesdays and Sundays. On training days, non-training, non-training days. Yeah, and what's your, why do you cut calories on non-training days? Just because you just, just less calories energy inverse output. calories. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Um, and exercise again, only exercising one hour a day, five days a week. Yeah. If um, sometimes my leg my leg sessions might take an hour and a half, okay. but for me, I'm so busy and. If I had two hours a day to train, I would because for me it's my time and I feel like a lot of people have a lot. But I think this is the beauty of having four kids. You know, I know for me personally, I'm, only, like I'm a single father to one, uh, but I'm running, you know, a business at scale, but I'm very much like you are. I don't have a lot of time. And so yeah. for me, it's all about efficiency. Yeah, 100%. One of the reasons I do, I don't need to do pure calisthenics now, but the reason I do pure, pure calisthenics now is because yeah. it's such an integrated exercise methodology. And it works yeah. so many muscles. It's yeah. so efficient yeah. because you're not just doing isolation training. Training, you know, I can do a complete body workout whilst, you know, 
killing myself, you know, with every re- in all, all reps and sets. Yeah. So do you take the, the like almost a similar approach because you're only training five days a week? You, you're doing a lot of integrated exercise? I like, do a lot of compound movements. Okay. And I feel like the accessory work is not necessarily as important for me because so like let's go tricep push down. I would much prefer to do an overhead press yep. than tricep push down and it's going to be it's going to have a lot more calorie expenditure and build where I actually want it to build yep. um, versus me doing accessory work that's going to take more time Got it. Um, or I would be supersetting wherever I possibly could but I focus on those main lifts so like a typical leg day for me would be squat, deadlift, hip thrust, lunge. That's yep. it. And I would do those so heavy that they're almost at failure um, and that's it. But right there, I think that's incredibly good advice for anyone who wants to train because don't you see a lot of people <laughs> don't overcomplicate it, but a lot of people go to the gym and they do you know, all, you know, a lot of mirror exercises, the exercises, yeah. you know, the bicep curls, you know, all the things that look good in front of the mirror, but they don't understand the importance of compound exercise from an efficiency perspective and a caloric perspective. Funnily enough, in our gym, we've got all these squat racks and if you walk into like a commercial gym, a lot of squat racks have mirrors yep. in front of them and in our gym we have no mirrors. Oh, I love that. And when you first when you first squat without a mirror, you you're like a like a gumby, like you are literally an octopus because you're so used to looking at how your squat is instead of feeling Feel how your squat. squat is. So once you take away the mirror and take away the feeling of how you're supposed to feel rather than look, your squat will change. Everything will change. Um, And it's, yeah, uh, if you saw me at 4am, you would not even recognise me because I literally roll in there (laughs) out of bed. Is that when you train? That's your time of day to train, 4am. Yeah, because I I have to work and I have the kids and I, I never want to sacrifice my time with my kids for personal reason. And I kind of feel like for me, training is the one thing that keeps my head sane. It keeps me happy and it's my thing, but I don't want to impact their life. Yeah, right. So So has training made you a better mother? Oh, 100%. Oh, my goodness. Even if I'm not training, if I skip a day, I'm just like my – Temp, like my temper, I'm short tempered. I'm just, yeah, I, it's so great for me and my mindset and everything. It yeah, sets right. me up for a good day. And so, what advice can you give to people who are listening to this that could perhaps help push them over the edge? Because they've thought about, you know, exercising, they've thought about, you know, trying to manage the, the, their macros. But mm-hmm. what's a really solid piece of advice you could give someone to push them over the edge so that they actually do start and they mm-hmm. do get into the gym and they mm-hmm. do start watching what they eat and becoming more conscious of their food? Did you know that this is a little bit off topic, but a huge statistic is that 85 of New Year's resolutions fail within the first seven days. But the the biggest piece of advice that I would probably give is that there's no right. So if you like surfing, go and surf. Go and use that as your exercise and your thing to do. If you like to run, go and run. Some people love to run. It clears their head. If that's what you want to do, go and do it. I hate running. (laughs) I hate running. I would much prefer to squat than run. But for some people, they would hate to squat. So whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. Move. Yeah, get started. Set up a plan. Um, and the other thing for us as well, Sundays are my biggest planning day. I plan out our whole week in advance. And without, we've got a family diary, which is so old school. It's paper. Yep. Uh, you run it. I run it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's names are in the diary because our lives are just so hectic that from the moment we wake up, no one would even know where they're going without this diary. <laughs> Someone's got football. It's like the master plan. It is. Yeah. And at the moment, I've got my parents staying with us for Christmas and my dad's like, where are you going today? I'm like, did you look in the diary? (laughs) No. (laughs) Go back and look in the diary. Go and look in the diary. And then he's like, oh, you're in Sydney. What are you in Sydney for? So it's literally like 
Everything goes into the diary. Make a plan. All of our meals go into there. What wow. the kids are eating. Where the, who's picking them up from where? Who's at work? Who's coming Holy home? Shit. And because we, both my husband and I run businesses, we have to, we tag team a lot right. in order to be able to achieve who's at work, who's at home, and yep. we don't have childcare. So it's a juggle um, and we have different days at home, different days at work, and it's literally, okay, sub out, you're at work, Bye. He's out. I'm in. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it is a diary effort. So where are you based now? So we're in Kingscliff, which yep. is like on the New South Wales coast. Got it. And our gym's in Burley. Yeah, right. So 25-minute drive. Okay. It's beautiful down in Kingscliff, though. We okay. love it. I used to go to Kingscliff for uh, all my holidays when it's, I was a young fellow. Yeah, it's amazing. I had a girlfriend whose parents had a um, a caravan at, I think it was the Kingscliff Caravan Post in the Kingscliff Caravan it's Park. It's beautiful on the beach. Yeah, we used yeah. to fish for Trevally on the on the beach down there. So, yeah, yeah beautiful part of the world. It's Yeah, it's gorgeous. Absolutely it's, it's like as soon as you turn off, you feel like you're living a holiday. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Almost as nice as Byron Bay. How come you didn't go that little bit further? I don't like how busy Byron is. This is true. Honestly, Byron Bay is worse than the uh, – like, worse. Byron Bay is the Gold Coast with Sydney traffic. And it's also got the one way in, one way out. That's the problem. Um, as well as the fact we still go and work from Burley, so it's 20 yeah, minutes away. Okay, fair enough. Um, so we pr- And our kids are still in Gold Coast school, so we didn't want to have to. Oh, they're in school in the Gold Coast? Yeah. Yeah, right. So okay, they catch a school bus up there and then the girls are obviously at home. But okay. yeah. So how can um, people find out more about uh, more about you and what it is that you do? Where can they go? Um, so I've got a YouTube. Yes. Which I try and update as much as I possibly can. So you got a vlog on there. I started watching. <laughs> One of your vlogs this morning, mind numbing. No, it's good. I I do have a raw, vlog. authentic. It is, yeah. And I guess that that is literally what you get with me. And my that's what my you Snapchat. should get on a vlog. Yeah. Um, my Snapchat is probably my biggest social media. Really, that's um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how or why, but yep. yeah, it's up to like seven hundred thousand views daily at the moment with wow. Snapchat. Wow. Yeah. That is massive. Yeah, because Snapchat dropped off for a bit, it and did. I stopped posting on Snapchat, yep. and I just thought there's so many platforms that I'm trying to get my head around and um, I'm going to give Snapchat a breather but yeah I'm back on Snap okay um, so yeah my Snapchat is Sophie underscore Gwidolin 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 right G-U-I Gwidolin mad 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 and then my Instagram is yeah Sophie underscore Gwidolin and my Facebook Sophie Gwidolin. so but your your biggest hit is on Snapchat Snap, yeah wow do you do a lot of um, marketing on Snapchat as well like calls to action or is no. it all content it's basically for me it was my Sunday meal preps yep. I would post everything I was cooking and I heard the other day a lady saying that she actually doesn't do any grocery shopping and that blew my mind and then she was saying she started watching my snapchats and the whole process of how I organize my my week ahead and also budgeting for the week ahead as well um how I organize how I go to the shops how I actually grocery shop which to me again mind blown because my mum has always grocery shopped um and then how I cooked the food food and meal planned it out for the week ahead so that's what I do on my snapchat every Sunday (laughs) so it's literally like I think People like to see that, see what we're eating, even though it's not some, – it's sometimes it's really boring food. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Snapchat, that tends to be what you get as well as a lot of my children being them. Yeah, right. But. Fantastic. Well, Sophie, absolute pleasure to have you in Thank here. You've you. also got a website as well? Yeah, sorry, um, sophiegrillin.com.au and thebod.com.au. And thebod.com.au. Uh, you've got a whole bunch. You've got seven recipe books. Eight. There. Eight. Um, so they're all on the website as well. And when's the book coming? Is there a book coming? Is there a book in the works? There is. That's the 1st of January. Oh, but is it a recipe book? Recipe book? No, but I'm saying the book, the Stephanie book, the story. Or does it have, do all of the recipe books have your life story in there as well? Well, they've got a snippet. Okay. 
Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Well, you've got a great story, so I think you should get thank out there. Thank you. But Sophie Gwidlin, did I get it right? You did. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much for coming into Unstoppable. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. There you have it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Unstoppable with me, your host, Kerwin Ray. And do me a favor, don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear what you think. I love reading what you guys have to say. And your reviews make sure we keep creating killer content just like this. If you want to stay up to date with me and all my movements, please jump onto the website, kerwinray.com. And also check us out on social media, at Kerwin Ray.